0: Welcome to the Last American Vagabond. I have a special guest joining me today to discuss some really, some some pretty dramatic increases in censorship, financially speaking. And we've been talking about this for a long time on this platform. We've dealt with it ourselves, and we've all begun to see some kind of rapid escalation, both in censorship, but in particular in regard to financial censorship and, and manipulation like we've seen with the Canadian truckers and a lot of other examples. Joining me today to discuss this in one of the largest examples, most rapid increases I've seen in this regard, in regard to actual having bank accounts shut down and family members removed. Dr. Joseph Mercola, thank you for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you on, as well as just to connect for the first time because it's been, you know, I, I respect your work and it's a, I'm honored to have you on the show.
1: Well, thanks, Ryan. It's good to be
0: on. Yeah, it's something that I think we're all dealing with. Right. I mean, that that anybody out there that is and people can decide for themselves whether they think that this is the truth being censored or not. But for my opinion, it is somebody that is standing by what they believe in, which is integrity, no matter how you look at that. And ultimately, we are being suppressed for what I believe is the truth. And so right now you're dealing with a a long history of this, by the way. So feel free to get into (laughs) previous censorship that went well before this. And, and, you know, that we're seeing this information about holistic information, medical treatment being aggressively censored throughout COVID and your Chase account was shut down along with people of your company and your family members. So kind of start wherever you'd like, if you'd like to give kind of a backstory, because you've been censored for a long time.
1: Yes, I've, I i, I site has been up for 26 years now. It started before Google was up, which is uh, sort of the, uh, one of the leaders of the global ball in this area. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they've been essentially manipulating the search results for well over 10 years. And they, it started to become pretty severe in 2016. Uh, and then they leveraged it really hard. 2020, I think we, we were taken out of the search engines. I think maybe it was 2018. I, at the time, to- <laughs> the time I obscured and blurred as you look in the past, but, uh, They uh, somehow they got some big players out before me, like Alex Jones and Mike Adams. So interestingly, I was what was left. Uh, And they started a campaign right in the middle of COVID, 2021, where they created this fake group, the Disinformation Dozen, of which I was the leader. (laughs) And supposedly, this group was comprised over two thirds of the misinformation out there about COVID. 19. and but they really thought I was had a big influence and uh, so much so that there was a front page of the New York Times in July 2021 which we I know that because there's a two year statute of limitations and we sued them right before the statute of limitations went out for okay. uh, for misinformation <laughs> Imagine right that. Uh, so um, that was that and then CNN followed up with a, uh, a stalking interview that they tried to catch me at my office and I'm not in my office. I'm at my house where I work out of. And so they they traveled about 250 miles and caught me walking on the beach. And of course I refused to speak to him. Although it, I should have told them, I, I'd i be glad to interview you. But your guys aren't wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that actually would have been really funny. Yeah, if yeah, I can yeah. make a quick side note, I think it's actually an interesting parallel to point out how they framed a person asking Peter Hotez a general question from the sidewalk in front of his house as stalking and harassment. Yet, what they do to you is considered journalism. It's just, you know, it's just double standards all over the place. I think that's kind of hilarious, but
1: please continue. Yeah. What's not hilarious is their effort to essentially call the people from the, the, uh, the, not the media, but the public platforms to share the truth about this and, you know, and, they, and it really set them up as examples. And I think that's part of the reasons why they did this with the bank. It, it really was a surprise. We weren't expecting this. Mm-hmm. They, they did take down another bank account I had with PNC two years ago, right in the middle mm-hmm. of the pandemic. And that was totally expected. And that was, we had the account for 15, 20 years, as we did with the Chase account.
0: And well, before you uh,
1: go past that, what was the justification for that? What, what, was, what did they state? Oh, the no, they, they're not required to. They refuse to give any, any justification. Uh, this time it was, it, was, it was not predicted and really unexpected. It was quite a bit of a surprise. And it did obviously threw a wrench in a lot of our uh, business processes for a while. Uh, but they didn't just do it to me this time. But the first time it was just my personal accounts and my business accounts with Chase. But it was just those. This time they not only did that, but they included the accounts of my CEO, his wife, their children, my CFO Wow, her wife, her husband and her son. So this is a harbinger of the social uh, credit system, where just by having association for, with uh, someone or a group is enough to, to get you disqualified from some services in this case, banking.: Very or chilling.: banking Very chilling.
0: Well, before we get into what you've discovered about the reasoning around it, you know, so you mentioned that they don't need a justification. Now, whether or not that is like legally, I I find it hard to believe that's legally sound. But regardless, what what is there? They are alluding to some kind of a reasoning behind this. Right. So and, and I would argue that going above and beyond to saying they can remove your family members and people associated with you. I don't know how that's legal. I really don't give me insight into that. Please let me know. But so what are you hearing now are the reasonings or at least what you've gotten back and forth. I know there were some email exchanges with the, with people involved.
1: Yeah. And through the media, uh, the, the, one of the flimsy justifications was that we were engaged in illegal activities because we received an FDA warning letter because we were telling people that vitamin D can treat COVID. And, you know, you can get, and the primary recommendation for vitamin D is take your shirt off and go outside. You don't have to buy any supplement. You get it for free. And that is the single best way to get your vitamin D because there's many ancillary benefits aside from vitamin D when you get your skin exposed to sunshine, like near infrared, which is actually has far more frequencies and provides a lot of other great benefits. So there's a powerful synergy there. And so because we happen to sell it, it's a really expensive supplement. It's one of the least expensive supplements on the market. It's not like you're making a killing on vitamin D. And we we never mentioned that we sell it. You know, it's there's it's like four links away from anything. We're like wasn't okay. And by the way, get our vitamin D supplement. Right. So anyway, they have to send us a warning letter. I sent thousands of people warning letters who were doing this. And we were one of them and they dismissed it. We were never charged they ended never given a it- A fine or an action. It was never warranted. It was just a warning letter. So that was the, that was the illegal, just illegal activity we were engaged in.
0: Well, that, I mean, that is so astounding to me and and feel free to speak on this because I mean, not not only do we have examples of people like, not that this should, nobody should be listening or trusting somebody like Fauci in my opinion because of a track record of dishonesty, but that even he himself said in the beginning of this, that respiratory viruses are helped with vitamin D. There's probably four different peer reviewed studies that I have somewhere that very clearly find that vitamin D not only has effects, which is it's crazy we have to even state this, against respiratory viruses, but also specifically COVID-19. And so it's, do, what is your mindset on this? Why do you think you No, know, there, there fact- are very
1: – I don't agree with it, but there are very clear legal restrictions against making a claim So when against the disease, which is what you do if you say vitamin D can help treat a viral upper respiratory illness which is what Fauci did but he's not the 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 legal issue is that you can't sell any supplement and though even though we do it has to be separated from the your first amendment right of, of stating information that's true and then not having to add for it or a banner in the article right i mean you have to click three or four links to get to the vitamin d maybe five links if you have to use a search engine you know it's it's not there it's not really easy to find so Uh, we're clearly not in violation of any legal uh, laws that that regulate this. That's the important part right there. Even in regard to like the ivermectin overlap, like I even
0: pointing to the recent hearings as they're being sued where they admitted, mm -hmm. yes, a doctor has the right to prescribe this kind of thing off label. How does that not fall into the same category even though we're talking about something as benign as vitamin D, you still, mm-hmm. as a doctor, have the ability to say, "Well, this has an effect in this regard, so I'm going to
1: prescribe this yeah, under the it's umbrella." A, it's an off-label indication, and physicians yeah. have been using it for well over 100 years, and it's totally legal. Right. But you know, when they, the government and authorities and public health authorities came down and put these uh, new restrictions, which violated the the, the uh, authority that physicians have not authority, but the permissions of it, uh, per, per, it's not even permission. It's another word. It escapes me this time, but but the ability to to prescribe this off label. It's tol- that which is also totally illegal.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think what we're saying, I mean, what they did is illegal, if I could say that. I think yeah, very clearly what it they're is. doing is yeah. and, and even with this FDA hearing, they've admitted this themselves, that they are crossing that line of not just saying this is dangerous, but they're coming between the doctor and the patient. And and that that's where they're breaking their their own rules there. But so going past vitamin D, so I think it's very clear in my opinion, but legally speaking, there was you did nothing wrong in that regard. So they're claiming that based on that was the reason they pulled your bank account. I don't even see the connection. With the banking, well, industry. they have
1: to have some justification. Yeah, I think another one is that they can't disclose it because of regulatory, you know, because of our privacy issues. I said, well, we, we waive our privacy issues. Go ahead, <laughs> tell, us. <laughs> tell us. what what are you doing this for?
0: All right. Well, so so ultimately, then there's just this uh, this nebulous kind of undefined reason, which we're seeing everywhere. Censorship, same kind mm-hmm. of things. That just broad cases. So they yeah. so give give us the full extent here. So you mentioned it briefly. They they took it from your CFO. Yourself, your family members, your children. So, what's the extent? No, no, of- I,
1: I don't have media uh, family members. I'm not oh, married. Oh, they're, they're children. children. Yeah, they're, they're, they're family and children. Got so, it. I apologize for that. Yeah, which is just crazy. I mean, I don't, you know, my CEO, he has two little lovely girls and boys now, but they don't have bank accounts. But I think his girls do. And they took those accounts away. Just like, you know, then let me be clear, they didn't confiscate the money and say you can't have it. They gave a notice, and interestingly, it was the same letter, brief letter, just a few paragraphs, identical letter to the letter to, to me, the business CFO, my CFO, CEO, and their family members. They got the same,
0: all got the same letter. So it's very clear that it's all connected. That's not even yeah. up for debate, right? So clearly, yeah. it's based on some kind of decision that implicates these children of people that work with you. So there's no question it comes back to your work. So what mm-hmm. what were the implications of these actions? Right. I know you mentioned somebody in the Philippines, like, you know, what did this affect? Yeah, My CFO's
1: this? husband has a essentially a pre terminal dementia and uh, requires 24 seven care. And the chase account was funding that. So it did de- definitely presented some, some challenges. So, um, uh, Fortunately, I'm not sure if you're up to date on this, but the state of Florida where I live and our business is located has passed legislation in May uh, specifically prohibiting this type of action, discrimination in financial institutions. Uh, you know, Chase is really big they're, I, I I forgot how big of a bank they are, but they're one of the biggest in the country, if not the world. And it wouldn't surprise me isn't any big organization that. You know, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing and mm-hmm. it would be very easy for them to miss this recent legislation <laughs> that was passed prohibiting what they were doing. Right. So that's a possibility but thankfully we are, we are uh, collaborating with the state, Florida State Attorney General and she is in the process of filing charges against them.
0: Good, good. Yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully we see some kind of action there because this is obviously wildly unjustified. You recently yeah, put up... A, oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, we're, and we're likely going to pursue civil charges too.
0: Good. Yeah. See, that's exactly. because You know, the, I hope first and foremost, there is legal accountability, but at the very least that there's some some kind of because I often see a lot of the civil aspect coming only happening for people in these positions of power, which is, is a positive for people suffering from it. But I, I want to see legal accountability for these kind of actions because this is politically motivated. I think that's very clear. You, you posted this on your Substack. The mystery behind Chase debanking is becoming clear. And you mentioned an overlap with a government agency. Can you can you speak to that?
1: Yeah, let me get the specific. There's a document, and I want to get the wording right because you know they've got these three that are agencies. They spin up all these different, uh-huh. different uh, components. So, um, so there was this program called the Analytic Exchange Program, and it started in two thousand in 2021. They published that I was the greatest offender in the COVID 19 pandemic, and they used uh, the the sources I cited earlier, which was actually. The New York Times and CNN and all the other media, that, that front page article on New York Times in July of 2021, I mean, it went viral all over the world. It was in pretty much every major paper in the world. You know, it was on there. So it just went wide, widespread because COVID was big back then. But mm-hmm. anyway, this analytic exchange program uh, was spun up in 2017 by the Department of Homeland Security in the office of the director of the national intelligence office of the director of national intelligence. So that's this program that, that said I was the number one leader. So clearly the government is behind this and they've had other government meetings where they get members of the social media and, uh, you know, with respect to censorship and one of these means I forget the specific one, but Chase was the was the only representative of a financial institution at that. Institu- so they're clearly in collaboration with the government and the government is totally behind this. I mean, this is one of their documents. and I, I'm not sure if it came out in the Twitter files or whatever. But we found this document just just recently, just a few weeks ago. So th- it's not like the government is reading New York Times and puts it in there. Although that they did reference that that study as the justification, but the, <clears throat> the whole justification for the New York Times and CNN, which I didn't mention, is an organ a stealth organization, dark actually, a dark money organization called CCDH, the Center for Countering Digital Hate, right? And it's the classic double speak or willing double speak because they're produ- pre- they're, imp- they're catalyzing digital hate; they're not preventing, right? Prevent-
0: well, it's also, so, also defamation. I mean, like what they did to people like you is unbelievable. That they're they're lobbing unverifiable claims or outright false things that that absolutely affect your reputation for some people. Like, so have you considered it that direction at all in regards to you know defamation suits?
1: Well, we filed a suit against the New York Times, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a little bit more challenging with the CCdh, but we're we're working in that direction to expose them and their their ties to. Uh, These organizations that are really behind what's going on. So yeah, they've got a lot of funding from, and and I forget the specifics because it's been a while since I reviewed the details. But it's it's very well documented. Well, let's let's speak to that and just just your opinion on it, because I mean, what stands out to me
0: is it's a little it's very unnerving to see that this is not the same thing with the entire COVID nineteen discussion. You're you're what you just described is is intelligence the, the intelligence apparatus focusing Mm -hmm. this investigation from a a medical health perspective like so just on a broad sense we need to realize how this has become a intelligence agenda like your your medical health as an american or in the world for that matter is that's alarming in its own right but so the fact that the intelligence apparatus is the one doing this like what does that mean to you like what are your thoughts on how that is where that's going with the great reset kind of overlap like
1: just where where do you think that takes us because that's alarming to me yeah alarming is uh in my view, somewhat of a serious understatement. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it portends uh, not too good things in the not too distant future. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I mean, they. I mean, look what they did. And this was seems to be a trial run. This wasn't like. I mean, we're in this lull now where we're not experiencing any disease or challenges, but it's coming. I mean, you can even hear rumors that. I mean, there are certain colleges now that require uh, their students to to be vaccinated before they go back to school or in school. I, mean, I, I, I don't know that it's a large number. And then even there's communities that are starting to engage in lockdowns again. So I, I'm not sure that it's going to be this, this season, this winter season, but most likely in the next year or two, I think we can always be guaranteed that there's going to be another crisis and it may not be a pandemic crisis. It may be some other black swan event like shutting down the power grid or being invaded by aliens or who knows what. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're going to use something, and and they, they'll take what they've learned in the last pandemic or the last crisis, and and leverage it and take it up from there. They'll they'll ratchet it up a notch or two, so it's only going to get worse. Which uh, at least it, it, it's clear to me, and I suspect cl- equally clear to you, and probably even clearer. Um, so I, I, that's why I think it's important to be prepared. I was a Boy Scout when I was younger, and mm-hmm. uh, I love the Boy Scouts because I was bored. I was Raised in the inner city and didn't really have access to nature. So it was just, oh, just a wonderful organization. So what their their motto is be prepared. Mm-hmm. And that's stuck with me ever since then. So <laughs> I I I think we need to be prepared and, and in an effort to since since I've been really one of the leaders in this space, I've had the most visited natural health site in the world for almost a quarter century. Despite being <laughs> censored <Right. laughs> that's a pretty powerful statement so you know I had an advantage so I, I love technology or that, that was one of my passions early on and health those are my two major passions in life so I kind of merged them and uh, realized that you know being healthy you're not going to be healthy if you adopt conventional <laughs> medical philosophies it's just that 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 system was overtaken by by Rockefeller about 113 years ago when they actually published the Flexner report in 1910. Right. And so the, the the conventional medical model, maybe before then it was okay, but certainly after and, and to this day it isn't. So I, I've been in, get involved in seeking alternatives to conventional medical model. I mean, I, I that, that wasn't my whole medical career because I was brainwashed just like the others. And I, after I finished my, medical residency, uh, I was actually a paid speaker for the drug companies. <laughs> that was right. so, that was so brainwashed. But then I, I woke up after a few years, uh, at least I didn't get the jab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Well, you know, on
0: that note, actually, if could you speak to, you know, I know it's a huge topic, so maybe just briefly speak to the, the dynamic within medical school. Cause I've, I've heard from a lot of people coming out of that field that overall, you're more, I mean, there's even, in, there's cases where you're not even like allowed to engage or ask questions. It's, you know, it's very regimented and you're basically being taught one way. There's not like,
1: you tell me when you, going
0: through no, that's it's true. Before, it's it's even
1: ahead. worse because, you know, they, they've captured the whole system. That was, it was Rockefeller's intent to do that because it, it, in, in essence, they, uh, the government, I, f- I forget which administration, might've been Teddy Roosevelt's administration that, uh outed him out as a monopoly and as a result he needed to seek to invest his funds in other areas and he chose medicine and was a pretty good choice actually pretty clever on his mm-hmm. part and um as a result of that, I forgot where I was going with that um i had a i had a cogent thought what were we were talking about <laughs> before Me <all> the time <laughs> yeah well,
0: uh, was As on that note in general, though, I mean, I think that that's a really important part of history that, uh, that you know, we've written about it on the Last American Vagabond, the Flexner Report, the Carnegie's, the Rockefeller's, mm-hmm. like this kind of shifting to an oil-based, petroleum-based medical, you know, for, for pharmaceutical system. You know, yeah. James Corbett oh, I, I know where I was but, going with it. Now. All
1: right. So that that system doesn't work, right? We mm-hmm. know that. So that, that, I, I don't know about maybe last 30, 30 to 40 years I've been- Actively engaged in seeking to understand the strategies that do address the foundational causes of disease, and I've gotten pretty good at it actually. And I wanted to share that with the world. And realize, yeah, I could share it with my patients, but in you know, in a pr- medical practice, you're only going to see maybe a hundred thousand people in your lifetime, possibly two hundred thousand if you really leverage yourself, but that would be difficult. So I said, you know, I, I knew the internet was coming, and when it came, because I was I. I was online in the seventies, you know, I I Mm -hmm. was, you know, way before the nineties and uh, I kind of took a a, a break when I was in medical for the five, uh, seven years of medical school and and residency. But after that, I I went back on and I knew the internet was a big, it was so so clearly obvious to me. Uh, So I said, let me share this information with people online because I can reach more people and educate them and tell them the truth. And, you know, I'm so grateful I did it on because I had this, Early uh, adapter adopter advantage, so I developed a reputation, and the, the reason for sharing this is because this is why we, I think I, I made it to that number one on that list is because I was there early. It's mm-hmm. not that in my mission I, I mean, there are lots of other good people out there sharing great and solid information. I, you know, there's no question, but because I did it so early and had a lot of people trust and respect me, that's why they thought I was one of the most influential ones. Right. Really ahead of Bobby Kennedy, which is surprising, but that's, you know, at the time they might, yeah. they might shift those, they might shift those numbers now if they re-rank them. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, you know, I think really it's just about anybody who is willing to, to challenge these orthodoxies, you know, and to, and to stand up and point out that, you know, I mean, right now through COVID, everyone's be getting a kind of rapid course on how obvious all of this is. But people like you have been doing this for decades and really at times when it was more difficult than people can even imagine. Right now, people are a little bit more open minded to maybe this is wrong. Maybe they're lying. Yeah. Maybe all these agencies aren't don't have care about our health. You know, so it takes it's it's very, you know, people need to respect how hard that was at a time when, you know, these things were relegated to court. You know, the conspiracy theory was a very different thing then as compared to now, you know, so it's but, yeah, but that's, that's why that,
1: that's the silver lining of this whole set- setup is that it really helps awaken many people to the reality of what's been going on all along. But yeah. you're right, early on it was a bit more challenging. I'd have to question myself like, I, is this really correct? Are they right? <laughs> no, it's right. the same stuff, they were just doing it all the time, right? And now we know with confidence and assurance that it's just all a big bag of lies. Mm -hmm. But anyway, in an effort to extend this extension and in in recognition of the fact that they are going to continue this censoring and banning and and potentially even knocking down the Internet, I think that is not that is definitely within the cards. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen. I love the Internet. I'm on it every day. It compiles a big portion of almost every one of my days uh, because that's, you know, it's just the way we communicate now. So uh, I'm in the process of developing a course. Mm -hmm. Never did this before. So, a course, that condenses my, my fifty years, my fifty-year journey in helping understand how to get healthy. So, this course is going to be long. I mean, the, because I give lectures at conferences all the time, and it's always a frustration to only have an hour, or even two hours, to share information that's going to change people's lives because you need much more the the, the devil's in the details and you really got to go into all the things and it, literally one concept might take an hour or two to explain and understand so that people can comprehend it and apply it to their lives so i essentially have an unlimited bandwidth and i'm i'm currently planning like 50 modules each module is at least an hour or so in, in giving people the basics so to prepare them for what's coming getting back to the boy scout days you know mm-hmm. you've got to be prepared so and and download this information because the internet may not be there. And then, and even, even if it is there, you got to know where these resources exist because I'm sure you're aware of it. This banning and censoring essentially, you, they, they can't, they really, they may in the future, but right now they're not taking websites down. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still up there, but essentially they're down because 95% to, or I think maybe close, close to 97% of the searches done in the entire world, either directly or indirectly, are done by Google. Hmm. So I don't know if you notice this, Ryan, when you, when you search for a word, like we just did this, wrote an article on the, the triple global pandemic of 2023. There were 41 million hits, 41 million hits. Okay. It's a lot, right? Yeah. But try <laughs> to go to see, do a deep dive on those hits. Guess how many links you can go to of those 41 million? take a guess 10 100 <laughs> a a hundred. it's 100 it's a little better than that yeah. but it might be 10 in the future it might right. only be one in the future because oh. most of the search engines are adopting the llm's large language models like chat right. and others and they're just going to give you one answer and that's it that, right. that's the only th- answer to what you type is what they give you so it it, it used to be you could get uh, uh, literally thousands, tens of thousands of links that you can go on. It mean, you, you'd get tired to go all and eventually you stop, but you could do it technically and capable. But now it's not done. It's not even a right. possibility. So it's getting lower and lower and lower. And unless you know the URL, you have a bookmark or someone's right. given it to you, you are not going to find that site. It's essentially right. invisible to the world.
0: Yeah. And I mean, this, this is happening on Twitter as well with the whole freedom of speech, not reach game, awful, but lawful. It's all, you know, where they're just downranking things to the corner where, you know, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's censorship, you know, and, and this, this is important because. You know, we've all seen this growing with Google, with the different whistleblowers' information coming out, their blacklist, their control of the algorithm. But that, you know, and they, even there's an interview where they've even said on the record that our goal is to get it to where you just get one answer.
1: They've said that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sure it. I remember him saying that. Yeah. So
0: today, if you look, and everybody sees that, for if you want an example of what, what Dr. McCullough is saying here, is that you can look. And and search for France. Just search for "vax" the word vaccine. You'd think you'd get general information about vaccine. No, you get COVID nineteen information, and that doesn't make sense, right? So the algorithm is going. We want you to see stuff. It, it, it's almost as if they're trying to predict what they think you're trying to find around their algorithm
1: and dumping well, things it, in front of you. It's far people. worse than that. Yeah, they, it's a very sophisticated program to brainwash you. Right. Yeah, I would agree with yeah. that. Absolutely, and, and, and that's how they do it. And it, you know, this is it's the the COVID nineteen. Was the most effective brainwashing campaign in the history of the world? I mean, it dwarfed what they did in Nazi Germany. Now, with respect to the actions of Germans, well, probably it dwarfs that too. But I'm just commenting on the the effectiveness of their propaganda campaign.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Well, but I w- would you say that it definitely had a, a, an overwhelmingly obvious effect? But I, I I wonder how many of that how many people involved in that were coerced, whether lightly or you know entirely, and that. Without that coercion, how many really would have gone along with that just based on the narrative? You know what I mean? Well,
1: coercion was certainly an issue, and yeah, and it's sad because you know it, it didn't used to be like this. The vaccines mm. didn't take you out so so quickly and 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 powerfully, so no one really knew at the time that, that this should be an alarm or alert. I mean, for certain. I was pretty certain, but <laughs> I warned people right. way before they came out not to get this thing. It was, right. it was just it was going to be a disaster.
0: Well, but, to be quite honest, there was indications I'm sure you picked up on in the earliest examples of their trials. Like right in the beginning, you could see very oh,
1: obvious red flags. Well, those, they, those results were manipulated and they exactly. twisted and perverted, just like they did with the statin drugs. Right. You know, they, they would tell the truth, but it was twisted in a way that – Made you believe something that was untrue, which was Mm -hmm. like the the vaccines were one hundred percent effective. The test one hundred percent effective. That's I don't know if you remember that's what they said. And the reason they got that is because it the placebo group was uh, the people no was placebo the people who got the disease in placebo was twice as high as people. And these were like numbers like one or two. Yeah, right. And and it was and that was the whole. Distribution of the patients into the placebo group and the in the, the active group was manipulated, and right. they discarded people that were sick, right. and and they weren't counted. So <laughs> it, it was all manipulated, and, and you know, and I think the actual improvement. I mean, I said it was a hundred percent, but I think it was like way less than one percent. It was like 007 percent. Yeah, but well, you'd think that
0: any honest statistician or anybody would have been like. A hundred percent. Like wh- no, nowhere in the world has it existed where anything works a hundred percent of the time. And yet, you know, it's, there were so many red flags that people just chose to overlook. It, it's it's mind blowing. But you're right. It was a successful campaign. People were scared yeah, or highly or. successful.
1: So you have to give them credit for that. They really, yeah. really figured it out. And they, they, this is not a willy nilly effort. They've been at this for a long time, as you well know, for at least decades probably centuries and maybe longer than that. I mean, if you look into the real groups behind what's going on. Right, right. I would agree. Yeah. Well, I, I know you got limited time today. So, you know, where do you think this is
0: going? You're right. I mean, we see the censorship. You, you're a prime example of that right now, both financial and just in general, suppression, censorship. We mm-hmm. see it all kind of rolling back up despite what we know, despite them almost admitting how these things have failed and it's all masks and lockdowns, new jabs, even though the variants are four times removed, you know, where, where, where do you get your general prediction about what people will do? Where do you see this going? And what
1: do you think people should be doing? Well, I don't know what the outcome would go, but there's clearly going to be another crisis. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't know what the crisis will be. There's a good chance it's another infectious crisis suggestion of it. I mean, is, and uh, the timing seems to be correlated pretty strongly to the president elections. So, I mean, it it certainly wasn't the last one. Uh, So, but it may not be, you know, they, 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 there's so many things they could do. Typically though, they're arrogant enough, I think, to at least Mm -hmm. give us a warning. Like, like event 201 was Mm -hmm. like six, eight weeks prior to the, to uh, the COVID-19 happening. But no, it was, it never got any PR because it was just this obscure event. So you know, now people are aware of it and people like you and others like Whitney Webb and many other really unbelievable investigative journalists who are, are working on this. You know, they are looking for these signs and, and they'll give us them. They actually had one that came out. I forget the name of the advisor, but it was it was it was a prediction and it was actually like six, seven months ago It was for kids. And it was an enterovirus. And I forget they came up with the clever name, but they projecting it was going to kill like 15 million children. So, yeah. uh, There's, it, what's but, interesting but, about these? Go you ahead, never so. know. But, but mm. typically, they, get, they give you a heads up warning because they just like to. They, they, they <laughs> flaunt it, I guess, in front of your face that they're this powerful. They can do that and still get away with it.
0: Well, you know, there's a lot of school of thought on why that, you know, the revelation of the method or, you know, what it means to let you see it beforehand or whether that's just about kind of gauging responses. You know, I think people can decide for themselves. And there's there's valid points you made on all of these, even to the sense that maybe they, there's a reason they feel they need to disclose this. But either way, you're right. And I think historically, you always have these examples where it's kind of floated, where it's almost kind of an macabrely funny to look back and see how every single time. They have a they have a an, a an exercise and they find we need more masks and ventilators and this and that and X <laughs> Y and Z and then none of that happens and they go oh we didn't have enough masks and ventilators let's hold another we need more money and more funding it's like this cycle and yet it's like I, I think that people are getting so acutely aware of how obvious that is and it's because of work like yours and people out there that yeah. are keeping people attuned to this stuff and so well you know, I
1: hope good I, 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 it occurred to me that some important. Points I didn't mention, where with respect to where it's going, is that I think things are going to get much, much worse. And I think the their ultimate goal is global slavery, you know, mm-hmm. and these are just methods to achieve that. So, the, so they, uh, so that's a pretty dismal projection. But what can you do to help yourself, your family, and your loved ones? Is I think the most important thing is to, to find a community that you can be supported in. And ideally, that community is not going to be in any major urban area. It's like th- those are death traps. Mm-hmm. And they are now, especially in the blue states. I mean, they're war zones. They're absolute I mean, war zones. You know, the, these Democratic leaders are just defunding the police and crime is rough. rough, rough. I mean, I'm from Chicago. And, and I think since the new mayor got elected, there's, it was over 200 deaths in like 10 weeks, I think. Deaths in <laughs> 10 weeks. That is a war zone. Yeah. um so you don't want to be in the big cities you want to get out you want to be prepared you want to find a good community and it's it's going to so it's going to be rural or it's not going to be in this country that's another option too but to be prepared and, and set that up because things are going to get worse they, they I, I would be I, I hope they don't you know i was a took a lot of flack and my site was up at the time too and i was concerned about Y2K and told people they should be prepared. It was like fire. You know, I mean, you buy fire insurance, but you're not hoping you're going to have a fire. You mm-hmm. still should be prepared. So I hope that I'm wrong. I really do. But I think it's, it's foolish not to do that and to have some type of plan and strategy. And that's one of the reasons I'm putting this course together. And mm-hmm. it's going to be a really, really expensive course because we, we want to make a lot of money from. It. No, it's going to be five dollars for a month subscription to this course. So making it affordable to everyone. Thanks. And, uh, you know, we're actually donating it to the, the funds to nonprofits. So uh, but I think it's going to be really powerful because, I mean, i happy and glad that i have this conversation with you but there's a lot of information to share that you just can't right. do it in a in an hour or even a two-hour interview just so I many agree. details you need to know and uh how to prepare and how how to keep yourself healthy because you need to be healthy you know health is your greatest wealth and if you're not healthy there's a good chance you may not survive the next crisis i mean if you weren't healthy in the last crisis a lot of people didn't survive now, admittedly, many, much of that was related to age, but the people who got the jab were, were people who were at the fundamental core, fundamental core had a lot of things going on that was not optimized because right. it wasn't that there was just a few bad batches that killed people. It, it was, the, those batches. I mean, I'm sure there were some that were worth the, you know, I forget what they call them. The It's not the bad batch, but it's a. Uh, the higher likelihood that you will get a risk of getting serious complications or death, disabilities. But if you had some intrinsic underlying health anomalies, like your vitamin D's weren't optimal, your exercise wasn't good, you had high amount of CDOs in your eyes, processed foods, uh, didn't get sun exposure, were inside all day long, you know, didn't sleep well. So these are basic fundamentals that if if you're not engaging in them, you're going to be at increased risk of dying acutely, and then even worse is dying chronically with a chronic degenerative disease like diabetes, cancer, dementia, uh, and you know living miserably for the, the end of your life, which is not a fun thing to do. So it, right. I mean, it's it's it, it's not being in living in fear; it's just an understanding that you there's a responsibility if you want to enjoy and engage in life that you need knowledge to understand what your body requires and then and then strategies to implement and that's what i hope to do with this course
0: well it's outstanding and i and i, I commend what you're doing there with the donation and, and the price and everything that's outstanding so shoot our way and we'll include it in the show notes for everybody and i you know i think what's important it won't be out for it'll
1: it. be out before the end of the year but it, you know i just okay. started okay. this so it's just it's a i, I mean literally it's almost every Free moment I'm doing on this project because it's taking a lot of time to put it together.
0: Nice. Well, I, I appreciate that. I think people are very thirsty for that kind, exactly mm-hmm. that kind of guidance, you know, and I, I think it behooves everybody out there to be, like you said, to be prepared regardless, you mm-hmm. know, it's just always, you know, you don't need the event to be prepared. The event is just a justification to do what we should always be doing, you know? So I definitely agree with that. So, you know, and, and learn from these past examples. And, and I, and on a final note, I do agree that I think it's quite obvious that we're seeing this getting However, you know, to frame it that way, worse, more intense. But I, mm-hmm. I do always put the point on it that I personally feel that the reason that's happening is because we're changing things in a positive way. Because your work is reaching people. Because we're we're changing opinions, and this dying power structure is, is lashing out. You know, so it's kind of a darker before the dawn. You know, maybe I, yeah, maybe I, I wish I hope so,
1: it. but I'm not as optimistic. Um, yeah, maybe it's wishful it, thinking, but I yeah, think they- I, mean, I it might be, but you know, I, I hope it is. But these, these are they own, they have most of the wealth of the world. They own it already, and that wealth uh, leverages into control of, and, they, and control. It's not just wealth; it's control and power. So they they control. How, I mean, how could, did you ever think it would be possible to control virtually every government in the world to have a lockdown at the same time? Right. And then and now, you know, with the World Health Organization, I'm sure you've seen Meryl Ness's work with James Corbett. You know, they're they're documenting this progression of the who to have this global authority to to, to actually have the ability to declare when a pandemic starts and then to 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 dictate right. what those responses are going to be to every government in the world.
0: Yeah. And and quite frankly, on top of all that, you got the the foreign policy overlap where I guarantee you states like the U.S. government will use this to justify action, which is part of that. You know, where they could say Iran is hiding a pandemic, so we have to have access, which they've already outlined. So I'm with you. That's it's a very concerning, which I I agree. But I I think that at the end of the day, a lot of these things have been escalated rapidly because there's more awareness than ever. And maybe that's a byproduct of what they're doing. But either way, I think you're right. We need to prepare. We need to, you know. I think yeah. we can make a difference. So I just, you know, it's a, I think it's important to put a positive kind of note on the end of it, but yeah, it I, is. I'm with you. I'm with you.
1: Yeah. I just, I think ultimately they're going to self-implode and they will self-destruct. It's In, in many ways, similar to Atlas Shrugged would happen. Yeah, yeah I think right. she was very, uh, Ayn Rand was very prescient, so.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I, I think it, it, everybody out there, make sure you're checking out the information. Prepare yourself. Do your due diligence. Question everything. But thank you for being here today, Doctor Doctor Joseph McCullough. Excuse me, I always your names always get mixed up. In my mind. the name is Peter McCullough. Yeah. Right? Okay, so going.
1: You know, it, 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 when they say Doctor McCullough, it sounds so similar to Mercola. I know that's why I try to I, say I the hear first. Name. It, I hear my own name. You know, it's like. Oh that's why I try to include the first
0: name too every time, but thank you for being here. I think your work's important and uh, make sure everybody check out the information, keep an eye out for his upcoming course. And as always, everybody out there question, everything come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.
1: Thanks Ryan.